Hail you nostalgic sweethearts. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include 90s Music Got Me Like, previously on X-Men, and This and Dorian Life. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Beverly Hills 90210 Season 7, Episode 22, Ripe Young Age. Yep, that's a common phrase. Mm-hmm. It's, a, I guess, a, a flip of ripe old age, I guess? Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> Let's tune in to CUTV. This year, you can replay each day at 5 right here on your very own news network, CUTV. This episode originally aired on March 5th, 1997. That's my brother's birthday. He turned 4 on that day. Happy birthday! Yeah. <laughs> March 14th, gymnast Simone Biles was born. Oh, she continues to be the goat. I know. Continues to be the best. I know. Couple of deaths to mention. March 9th, the notorious B.I.G. was unfortunately murdered. Yeah. I can't remember all the circumstances surrounding this. It was like after an awards show, somebody just like came up and yeah, I remember it happening. Wild stuff. Crazy. March 14th, Fred Zinneman, Oscar-winning director of High Noon and From Here to Eternity, passed away. Oh, okay. Movies, March 7th. Oh, this is one that I watched a lot. <laughs> Jungle Jungle to Jungle with Tim Allen and Martin Short. Is Martin Short in that? Yeah, Martin Short is like his little buddy, like his friend. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Speaking of Martin Short, what about all this stuff going around? There was that article about how Martin Short's not funny. Did you read that? No. Yes. Somebody, I don't even remember what it was, and I'm not going to give them the time of day. But somebody published this thing about, like, why are we still putting up with Martin Short? And it's like, the plus side of that is that it's just opened up the floodgates of people being like, Martin Short is a treasure. So, yeah, it's good. What? Like, pick pick anybody else. I know. It's... (laughs) It is a really wild choice, but I mean, it's getting a lot of attention, so maybe that's it. I don't know. Stupid. Yep. Well, anyway, I love Jungle 2 Jungle. Yes. I watched it. I've seen it a million times, even though I hate tarantulas with every fiber of my being. And actually, probably, I hate them so much because of that movie. <laughs> but I loved it. Do you know that the little the kid in that, Mimi Siku, was, uh, you know, he's, he's the guy who's like Jimmy Olsen in uh, Superman Returns and... Um, he was in that Dylan Dog movie, oh, whatever his no. name, Sam Huntington, I think. Well, that was like no, him as did a not child. That. Well, that's a fact. Not the most recent Jimmy Olsen who just like died. No, not that one. No, that not that in. one. No, the uh, the one with Brandon Ralph. <laughs> All right. Also on March seventh, Howard Stern's autobiographical film *Private Parts* was released. Yeah. I've never seen it, obviously, but like <laughs> the the cover of it. Oh, yeah. I just, like, remember seeing oh, me too. a lot me as too. a child for yeah. some reason. March 14th, the special edition of Return of the Jedi hit theater. <gasps> Ewoks. I love Return of the Jedi. I love Return of the Jedi, too. It's still great. And you know what? We just, we've been watching the Star Wars movies with our son, and we just watched Rise of Skywalker for the second time. Like, we saw it in theaters, and then we watched it again now. I still really like it. I don't know. I like it. I liked the whole new trilogy. Yeah. Do not have the hate for it. No. 
other people I, have. Last Jedi was difficult for me. Uh, on the rewatch this time, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, I get it. I, see, I mean, it was always like visually very impressive, but I kind of was more into the storytelling this time, and I feel like as a unit, the trilogy works pretty well. Is Rise of Skywalker the the last one? It is, yep. Yeah, see, I really liked it. Like, I did whole, too, I did too. It's dumb that she's, uh, spoilers, I guess, for, <laughs> for these movies. Yes. But it's dumb that she's a Palpatine, like, I'll give you that. It's it kind of silly. It is but, silly. But, like, the end scene where he's, like, fighting his way to her, and then I, they have a thing, I don't know, I was here for it. Uh, yeah, I agree. I was, I was here for the two of them. I agree. I agree. Uh, we were just talking on the Sandorian Life uh, before we were recording. We were talking a little bit about the new Ahsoka series. And today I got a text from Steve, who's my co-host on that. Listeners, you may remember him from our Sharknado episodes. But uh, he sent me a screenshot of Ahsoka, and there's an Ewok walking around in one of the episodes. So, of course, that was <laughs> so caused. So now you get to do it. It's caused. For yeah. So we have to. Yeah, of course. Yep. <laughs> legally. Yeah. Legally. Legally. Uh-huh. March 18th, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves came out. And uh, at time of recording this podcast, this was the last major on-screen performance for Rick Moranis. Isn't that crazy? That's very crazy. He was, I mean, you know, one of the biggest stars of the 80s, basically. And uh, yeah, just was kind of like, ah, I'm over it. For some reason, I watched this one either before I saw Honey, We Shrunk the Kids or... I think we just watched this one more than Honey, yeah. We Shrunk the Kids. But this movie taught us, uh, taught me at least, that bananas have potassium. Do you know that the girl shoving potassium in that kid's mouth is Allison Mack from Smallville in prison? No. It is. Yeah. In prison? Yeah. <laughs> is it really? It is, yes. But no, I, I agree with you. Like, I've seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids a bunch of times, but there's something about this movie. Like, it was everywhere like i think it aired a lot on disney channel or whatever and i feel like the vhs was really prevalent whereas like honey we blew up the baby the second one where they make the kid big i feel like no one has seen that more than once i don't i don't know why i don't know why but yeah i i mean there is like a cockroach that chases them in this one Mm. and i i hate that yeah but the part where they get in that hot wheels car and go on the track it's just it's great yeah it's classic stuff TV, March 10th, Buffy the Vampire Slayer debuted on the WB. The show was based on the Luke Perry film of the same name. The Luke Perry film? I mean, I guess. I think that's what our (laughs) listeners would say, yes. And shot scenes at Torrance High School, the same location used for West Beverly High. What do you know? So many connections. I I never never got into Buffy. I never watched it. No, my wife was a big Buffy fan back in the day, and I've seen like a scattering of episodes. So, I yeah, I don't know. Music on March 11th, Paul McCartney was knighted by Queen Elizabeth oh, II. Okay, and rightfully so, of course. Yeah, <laughs> Sir Paul. March 18th, Aerosmith released their 12th album, Nine Lives, which peaked at number one on the U.S. Billboard and U.K. rock charts. That's pretty good. Songs in the key of Springfield. Man, I love any time that someone does a title like that. Mm-hmm. Songs in the key of yeah, whatever. Yeah, I love it. Um, it was a soundtrack to The Simpsons was released, and it was certified gold in Canada and Australia. Yeah, this is, like, I remember, I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons in the 90s, but uh, I do remember, like, Bartman and all of the all the Bartman stuff, and the album before this had the Do the Bartman song on it, and I did really like that song, and it was kind of like a hit. I don't think this album did much in the way of uh, Do the Bartman numbers, though. <laughs> 
The Ben Folds Five oh. released their second album, Whatever and Ever Amen. <laughs> That's really good. I like that. <laughs> Featuring their most successful single, Brick. The album was certified platinum in the U.S., Japan, and Australia. Love Ben Folds. I like I like the Ben Folds Five era too. This is a good album. Uh, of course, you know Brick is Brick is a great song. Though I I wouldn't rate that as one of his like very best. It's I get why it was a hit. Do you know anything about Ben Folds outside of when we've been in the car together? <laughs> I think wasn't it Ben Folds that I recently told your wife I was like just like give me what I need to listen to <gasps> That's and then right. she did and then I never listened to anything. Oh she said. Kendra, what a twist at I the know. end! Oh my gosh. I know. You I know. need to, I still have everything she sent me. I just need to like you gotta sit get and in listen. On it. Okay. Love Ben Folds. We've seen him in concert a couple of times and it's great. Uh, so yeah, I, I do think you would get into it. Yeah. I, I just need to, to do it. I'm bad at just sitting and listening to music these days. I don't know why. I guess, I don't know. I guess just you know what? I'm busy. I have been saying that as well, that I just haven't done it as much. So let's, like Kendra. If, if I have a moment, I'm usually, I usually pick either a podcast or an audio book. Same. I don't just pick music i know i know i had to walk and uh and get my car because it was down at the shop so i had to walk the whole way and i was listening to a podcast kendra which takes us nicely into our beyond the zip code are you ready yes in 2023 brian austin green teamed up with his partner sharna burgess and fellow 90210 alum randy spelling to launch the podcast oldish and i learned from this that randy spelling has been a professional life coach for 15 years Sure. <laughs> this is just a fact. And I, I read that in like an iHeartRadio press release and I was like, well, that's not true. And I looked it up and I was like, no, that is a fact. He is a professional life coach. Like by trade, Randy Spelling is a life coach that you could hire. Uh, so yeah, they started this podcast together. I listened to the first episode today while I was picking up my car. It's kind of slice of life. Let's talk about issues of our everyday life kind of thing. So I like the first episode. I don't know if it would be like, oh, there's a new one. Let me listen to it. But I could see checking back in. Well, as you know, Sharna is, I love her. I love her so much. And yes. So that alone makes me want to listen. She, uh, and I she did get into yet, Dancing with the Stars. Should we, like, so it is there. hire Randy Spelling like, under the guise of giving us life coaching, but then we just like oh. pelt him with questions? You know what? I'm not hating the idea. So maybe we should hire Randy Spelling. <laughs> well we'll listen to the podcast first yeah, we'll see. see we'll see we'll see how good of a life coach he is all right let's look at our synopsis for a ripe young age donna and david go to visit grandma martin and get immersed in the love story between donna's grandma and late grandpa meanwhile brandon and tracy help steve and claire with a video project at cutv but things take a sticky turn Valerie meets her new project in Rob, the reluctant movie star, and Kelly finds a kid sleeping on her porch. Basically, nothing happens. Oh my gosh. I, I, start, I wrote like two notes, and then I was like, oh, so this is just a complete waste of my time. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right. It's, it's Who's not... living in Beverly Hills? Okay. Today's episode was written by Steve Wasserman and directed by Scott Pollan. You may remember Scott Pollan from his on-screen performance as the villainous Corey Randall. This is the final of four episodes that he would direct. Kendra, answer this question for me. Was Nat in this episode? Yes. He was. When Kelly takes the kid to get a milkshake, is that a Nat scene? Doesn't he meet Rob? Does he? Okay. This episode just 
washed over me like a white noise. And so <laughs> as I was trying to come up with this, I was like, did we see Nat? And I guess apparently we did see Nat. So, okay. All right. Not really any returning players this time. So that was kind of interesting. We didn't really have anybody. Barbara Allen Bennett was here playing Sarah and she'd previously appeared as a librarian in season six. So same character. We don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. We do have some new recurring players, and that is Jason Lewis as Rob Andrews, the James Dean wannabe movie star that Valerie is going to take under her wing and probably under her sheets, if you know what I'm talking about, Kendra. (laughs) And I do. And I do. (laughs) Lots of recurring roles on shows like Sex in the City, Charmed, and Brothers and Sisters. Speaking of Charmed, Kendra, we got to start thinking about a Halloween episode here. we got to figure out what we want to do. We do. We're almost to spooky season. I know. It's almost time. Uh, Here we go. June Lockhart as Celia Martin. Did you recognize her? her grandma martin yes okay. i definitely recognized okay. her well she is a legendary television and film primarily known for television roles uh, actress who goes back to 1938 her first on-screen role was belinda cratchit and reginald owens 1938 version of a christmas carol and continued to work pretty steadily ever since then best known for playing ruth martin on lassie or as Maureen Robinson on the classic Lost in Space. She most recently, at her time of recording, she's she's alive and well at time of recording, 98, uh, and she just did voice what? work on the 2021 Netflix reboot of Lost in Space. Wow. Yeah, and she's done a million things, like, in the last, you know, whatever, 80 years. So, pretty impressive. I definitely recognized her. I'm not sure what from. It could be so many things, but yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, we have Sam Saletta as Joey Evers. Uh, Kelly's season one plot that Kelly's in here today uh, is the little kid who shows up at Kelly's porch. Best known for voicing Sam Dullard on the Nickelodeon series Rocket Power. Oh, I loved Rocket Power. I was just about to make fun of Rocket Power and say that nobody remembers it. I feel like oh, it, you, but you did. Well, but you went through like a faux skater phase though, right? Yeah, but even so, like... Everybody my age loved Rocket Is that Power. true? Like, See, I mean, for me, it was like, you know, like Doug, like Ren and Stimpy, Ah Real Monsters kind of era of Nicktoons. And then I feel like you had, you know, the resurgence with like SpongeBob and like Hey Arnold and stuff. And I felt like Rocket Power never really like reached sort of a Rugrat level. Maybe not as big as Rugrats, but pe- people my generation... Please reach out and let us know. I think I think everyone my age remembers and okay. like fondly remembers Rocket Power. You need to get Corbin and Christian on the horn and, and do a nostalgia yeah. me this on Rocket well, Power. Corbin, Corbin, I don't know if he fondly remembers it, but he a hundred percent watched Definitely it all the will. time. Okay, so. all right. Uh, finally, we meet Corey Oliver here. She's playing Kathy. We'll see her again as a different character in like two episodes, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> we have Matthew Fairchild as Chuck Grant. He appeared on The Practice and The Starter Wife, but most recently did voice work on the video game Red Dead Redemption. And then we have Hugh Ross as Chris. He popped back up on Melrose Place as a bellman uh, in 1998. And that's it for our cast. All right. Well, let's do it. I guess. We- <laughs> I guess. Here we go. We start at the Peach Pit After Dark, where Rob Andrews is trying to get in, but he's not on the list. Yeah. So he's he's getting bounced. And he's trying to get in there to meet with Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. (laughs) Do we believe that Quentin Tarantino really hangs out at the Peach Pit After Dark? I guess so. Yeah. 
I don't know that I believe that. Okay. So Valerie comes out and kind of, you know, sees that this is happening and she follows him out and there's people taking pictures of him and seems like he's famous. So she asks someone like, who is that? And the person says, that's Rob Andrews. He's the next James Dean. He does. Have, I will say Valerie he does, is he, interested. Yes. Val's interested. And I've got to say that his look is just right. It is. It, it is. It's, it's, it's very good casting. At Kelly Donna Claire's, Kelly comes out to clean the porch, as she does, and sure. she finds a, a child mm. sleeping in a chair on yeah. their porch, yeah. and she wakes him up, and he says his name is Joey, his mom was supposed to pick him up at the beach, but she never showed up, and so Kelly invites him inside to make him some food. Okay. And he's got, like, a little boogie board with him mm-hmm. and a backpack. Yep. Kelly would straight up go to jail for keeping this kid as long as she does, just to throw that out there. I, I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> I was like, when the police finally find this kid, they're yeah. going to be like, what have you been doing? Why did you not this report this child? You are going to prison. After the intro, we join David and Donna on the road. Yep. They are on their way to see Grandma Martin. Yes, finally. Yes, she used to apparently live in, like, Seattle, but now she's moved within driving distance. So, for some reason, they're just going to see her. Yeah, why not? David is a little stressed out about Felice. He's like, your mom's not on my side. Like, how are we going to handle this? Because she's so against me. Donna says, you know, even if it wasn't you, like, even if she loved you, she still thinks we're too young to be so serious about each other. Right, yeah. At this point, they're seniors in college. I know. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. Probably not too. That's when I got married. Probably also when I yeah also when I got married. So yep. Grandma Martin is looking forward to meeting David. They also mentioned somehow that like she couldn't go see her in Seattle because or when she lived in Seattle it was hard to see her because she doesn't like to fly. Grandma Martin doesn't like to fly. And it might have something to do with the fact that her husband, who was a pilot in World War II, died. It might. Um, that might in be. In, that might be involved. Yeah. So Donna tells David just to not bring it up. Right. Back at the Walsh house, Steve made breakfast for Brandon, and Brandon is a little suspicious of this, and mm-hmm. rightfully so, mm-hmm. because Steve now is asking him if he can use the CUTV studio for. I don't know. He's in a marketing class and he needs to like film an infomercial. Yeah, I, I guess. guess. Seems like a very high school assignment. <laughs> I know. It really, it really it really does. Yeah. And it's due Monday. So Brandon reluctantly is like, fine, I'll help you. But like, we got to be quick because Tracy and I have plans and Tracy thinks we're in a rut and we need to, you know, spice up our relationship or whatever. Valerie calls rob she like tracked him down somehow and he's at work he's like on a dubbing stage yes. like he's you know doing adr mm-hmm. for this movie that mm-hmm. he was just in which is funny to me because it felt to me like every single one of his lines in this episode were <laughs> ADR. maybe it was an inside joke he had, he had a very like asmr voice yeah i did. don't know why <laughs> I well, I liked how speaking of voices, Valerie calls and she's like, "Hey, do you remember me?" And he's like, "Of course." That yeah, one know, woman that I met say, one time in a crowd. She's like, "Remember me?" Yeah, he like recognizes yeah. her voice, and I'm like, "I don't think so, guys." But all right. 
she tries to invite him out, but he ends up inviting her to come to the studio and meet up with him there. Yeah, I guess. It's and, a working and date. She says, yeah. All right, Donna and David arrive at Grandma Martin's house, and she's using a cane, which kind of worries Donna. Donna didn't know that she had to use a cane, but yes. Grandma Martin doesn't seem to be too upset about Mm-mm. it. And she meets David, and, you know, she seems very happy to meet David. And she she says that David reminds her of her late husband, Donna's grandfather. Yeah. And she tells her, you know, nurse or helper or whatever to get this picture off the mantle. And I was like, oh, no. I know. I know. I know. Because it's a picture of the grandmother and grandfather when they were young but of course it's, it's david and donna yeah, it's just brian austin green in, and tori spelling yes in the picture kendra maybe this is insensitive but i feel like these two grandma and grandpa martin knew each other for like a month and wrote letters and this woman has been like living in widowhood for like yeah. 60 years you know yeah. does it I just know. feel a little i don't know like maybe like you know romance is great but is this a little unhealthy i feel like We'll we'll talk about she because she talks about it later, yeah, so we'll kind of okay. get into all it. Right, but yeah, right. I know it's it's a little crazy. Yeah, I was like, maybe see a therapist, Grandma. <laughs> so Grandma is making some cookies as grandmas do, of and course. she says when she gets back from taking them out of the oven, she has a story to tell Donna and David. Oh, at the studio, Valerie arrives and watches Rob like ADR over this romance scene yeah he doesn't the, the kissing thankfully he's yeah. not just like in the mic <laughs> making <laughs> so after it's done she goes in the studio to talk to him he says the movie is called adam's children <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe it's about the x-men because they're the children of the adam right so Ooh, maybe maybe it's his very first film and he's only been in L.A. for a couple of weeks. So wow. he's just, like, brand new. Wow. To all this. And everyone is, like, freaking out over him already. He's got a lot of buzz. Mm-hmm. So he and Valerie are going to go to lunch together. Oh, how romantic. Back at Grandma's house, we get the story. And we get a flashback to Grandma and Grandpa Martin as yeah. David and Donna. Yeah. They met at a USO dance. Mm-hmm. So they're dancing together. It was love at first sight. But unfortunately, the next day was Pearl Harbor, which David just, like, knows that date. It's a date that will live in infamy, Kendra. He's like, oh, yes, Pearl Harbor. It will live in infamy. And within a week, they were married. Yeah. Of course, their parents didn't approve. They didn't understand. It feels this whole episode like she's just really trying to get them to, like throw caution to the wind yeah, and get married. Just go for it. I guess I was kind of confused about like in the forties would parents be like, Well, I don't know if you should marry this decorated military officer you've only known each <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just thought that was weird. And I also thought the amount of face they suck on that dance floor in the forties, I was like, Yowzer, they'd be arrested. <laughs> yeah, it was it was intense making out. It was on the dance floor. it was, yeah. Yeah, so, and, you know, Grandma Martin kind of picks up on David's reaction to this and is like, oh, my daughter doesn't approve of you, does she? And David's like, no, she doesn't. Daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law, because she's John. Sorry, what did I say? You just said daughter, but she's John's mother. Yes, daughter-in-law. 
All right, we go to a bus stop where Kelly and little Joey are waiting, and he's like, yeah, this is where I meet my mom. She'll be here any second. But they've been waiting there for a while. So Joey's not giving her a straight answer about that. Like, she starts to press him, and finally she says, okay, we're going to go to the peach pit. We're going to get a milkshake, and you're going to, like, start giving me real answers. Uh uh Again, she's, she's taking this kid to multiple locations yeah yes because i forgot to say earlier like after i guess i skipped a scene or something because like after they eat breakfast she's like i think i need to call the police and he's like please don't call the police i'm just gonna go back to the beach and she says okay i'm gonna come with you right right so she goes to the beach with him i guess i skipped a Oh, yeah, I did skip a scene because then Claire comes back and sees the kid and Claire's like, um, call the police. Right. (laughs) But yeah, Joey's like, I don't want to get my mom in trouble. And so Kelly decides not to. Okay. So then we go to this lunch date with Val and Rob. And Rob is just, you know, telling her the story, how he got his big break. What what is he, a carpenter or something? That feels right. That feels right. That's what happened to Harrison Ford. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, he's telling her this whole story and what a whirlwind it's been and how he felt stupid during the kissing scene he had to do and, you know, the the pointers that the director gave him. And Valerie says, well, you know, amateurs can only do it once, but professionals can do it over and over again. And so she, she leans in to give him a kiss which you know he's into and she's like hey i I think you're doing i think you're good Mm -hmm. i don't think you're an amateur Mm -hmm. back at grandma's house they're looking at pictures and we get another flashback to the day that uh his name is john martin by the Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. the day he left and they're like at a train station tearfully saying goodbye and she tells him that she's pregnant which he's very excited about and she gives him a cross, a necklace with a cross on it to keep him safe. And then he leaves and she never saw him again. So she gives Donna a box of letters that they wrote to each other and says, I want you to read through them so that you can get to know your grandfather. Mm-hmm. And they're staying in a motel for the night. Why are they not staying at her house? I don't know. So weird. I don't get it. And it's funny because... She makes a face when they say they're staying in a motel, and Donna says, "Oh, Grandma, it's not like that." And she seems to like not approve, mm. or she seems to be kind of like, "Well, I mean, should it be like that? Right. Why, don't you, <laughs> yeah. why don't you kids go for it?" Yeah, Grandma's cool. <laughs> Grandma's hip. All right, we go to the CUTV studio where Steve is getting set up to. Um, he's made this fake product called Sandershine. <laughs> which is just like a a polish, like a desk polish. Yes. And so he has this like container and Claire got some cleaning liquid from the janitor's closet and pours it in this container. And Steve's like running through his script and everyone's like, yeah, this is going to be really great. You're going to do an awesome job. At the peach pit, Joey has drained his first milkshake and Kelly's going to get him another one. But first... He has to fess up that he has run away from home, which he does end up admitting. Um, and he says he did it because he was born to surf. Yeah. He just wants to ride the waves, man. Yeah, that's it. Valerie and Rob walk in, and Valerie makes a comment to Kelly like, a little young for you, huh, Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> and that made me laugh. Rob meets Nat. So this is there our we Nat go. There we go. Scene. We get Nat. Okay. 
Yep. And Valerie and Rob sit down to look through a, I don't know, an ads magazine or something to help him find a house. I guess this is how you looked for houses in yeah, you get, 1997. You, you get magazines. And that is true, though. I do remember flipping through those house magazines. <laughs> so, yeah, Valerie is going to help him find a house. She's very excited to help. At the motel for the night, separate beds. Of course. For Don and David. Of course. And they're looking through all the letters and pictures, and they read a couple of the letters, and we get, like, a little flashback just to the two of them, like, reading each other's letters. And we hear a letter from his co-pilot about how he died a hero. He, like, got shot while they were flying, but he still managed to, like, fly back and land the plane. Yeah, yeah. But then he died once they landed. And Donna and David are, like, very moved by mm-hmm. all of this. It's working, yeah. <laughs> At Kelly Donna Claire's, Joey is now taking a shower, and Kelly uses the opportunity to snoop through his backpack, and she finds a bus ticket or tag or something from Phoenix, Arizona to Los Angeles. Oh. And so she calls, presumably, the police to tell them this information. Back at the studio, oh my goodness, this whole scene, I was yeah. just yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, um, so they're filming this fake commercial, and he, I don't know how he would have done this. How did he get Claire to put on a made outfit? Unclear. And talk in a French accent. That's Unclear. Crazy. It is crazy. She wouldn't do that. I know. Maybe she ought to just move to France, you know? <laughs> but the gist of the scene is they're filming, but then Claire is trying to use the product that was in the container, and it all of a sudden gets very sticky, and so her hand is basically stuck to the table. Yeah. It's because Steve added stuff to it after she put in the cleaning solution. So who knows what he added? Yeah. But while this is happen- happening, Brandon and Tracy are just like making out in the control in booth. In the control booth. Yep. Love them. Love them as a couple. Yeah. The whole time I just kept thinking, this is like Lucy's Vitamina Vegemin, only not funny or interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Back at the motel while David's asleep, Donna stays up and reads some more letters and she reads about their wedding night and which. Maybe a little gross to read about your grandparents' Definitely. wedding. But if your um, grandpa looks identical <laughs> to your boyfriend, maybe not. But then we get like a flashback of it, and it's like Donna and David, but as grandma and grandpa, yeah. and they're like, he's like taking off her nightgown, and like, yeah, it's it's a know. weird, yeah, it's, it is weird. <laughs> it's a little weird. Back at Kelly Donna Claire's, Joey's like, hey, I'm here forever, and tomorrow let's go surfing. And he kind of presses Kelly about her love life. He's like, oh, you're not married? Like, don't you want to have kids? And they talk about that. But while they're talking, um, there's a knock at the door, and it is social services who has showed up with a police officer. And Joey is very upset Mm -hmm. that Kelly has done this. What a betrayal. And they don't lead Kelly away in handcuffs, which is... A surprise. (laughs) Yeah. The social services officer says, you know, that Kelly did the right thing, and they take Joey away. And he leaves without any of his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Leaves his boogie board and his backpack. That's a good point, Kendra. Thank you. Back at the Walsh house, Steve, (laughs) Steve repurposed the footage of Claire getting stuck to the table. He basically just, like, did a voiceover of him saying use sander stick 
Sander Shine. I get it. And Tracy and Brandon think he's going to get a C. I, I personally think I would watch that and be like, you're a senior in college. What <laughs> the heck am I watching right now? Yeah. Like yeah. If my high school student turned that into me, I'd be like, okay, you didn't try it. You're all. done. You're done. So Claire and Steve leave to go do, do something. I forget what, but Tracy says that she wants to go back to the studio and finish what she and Brandon started in the control booth. Ooh. Gross. Editing Steve's project. Yes. Helping Steve pass <laughs> yeah. all of his classes so he can graduate. Exactly. Rob and Val have found a house that he likes. He's like, Great. this is it. I'm done. Done Great. shopping. Great. And he's supposed to go to this meeting with his agent, but he doesn't want to go. He wants to hang out with Valerie instead. And yeah. he tells her, you know, he's brand new to the business. He's brand new to L.A. He could really use someone he could trust. And she says that he can trust her. Yeah, of course. And, uh, but then they do some more kissing. Yep. She has just moved in so fast. She has. She has. She, she got a new Ray slash Colin slash Tom. Back at Grandma's house the next day, Grandma is very happy that they read the letters and that they, you know, enjoyed the process, getting to to know what happened. And she says that she told them this the story to encourage the two of them because she she had a feeling that the parents weren't approving and that it was going to be hard for the two of them. And this is where she says that. You know, people were always like, you're alone. But she was like, John left me enough love for a lifetime. Like, I'm okay. fine. Okay. I didn't need anyone else. Okay. I'm like, She's okay, just... well, you were only like, what? 19? Yeah, less, yeah. Less than 20? Yeah. I don't know. We also learned that the cross Donna is wearing is the same cross that she gave to him. Wow. He to war. Wow. So as they're leaving, Donna says, you know what? I always thought this cross was meant to, like, make me remember to be good. But now I feel like it's, you know, helping me to know that I can just make my own decisions. Mm-hmm. It's helping her to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like this whole thing was like, you know, Grandma said we can have sex. Yeah, before <laughs> I do. I do think I do think Brian Austin <laughs> Like, hey, the mom from Lost in Space said we ought to hit it, so. <laughs> Didn't it seem that way? Like oh, yeah. Was oh, like, yeah. You know what? I think maybe yeah. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I do th- I do think it was that way. Grandma basically bullied her into sleeping with David. Okay, our last scene is back at Kelly Donna Claire's, and the social services guy has come back to talk to Kelly, and he's like, did you know any more info on him? There's no, like, we looked... There's no boys matching his description that are missing in Arizona, which I find hard to believe. Yeah, right. In the whole state of Arizona. And um, so, you know, maybe he's from L.A. and he went to Arizona for a bit. It's just funny because, like, you know, it's not like he has, like, a peg leg or something. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, he's just, like, a little boy with curly hair. Like, Well, I mean, it's great. It's great for Arizona then. But, yeah. And we also learned that Joey ran away from the shelter that they put him in that night. Yeah. 
and Kelly's very upset about this, but they think that maybe he's going to come back to Kelly because he trusts her. And she says, well, you know, he did trust me. And then I called you like I shouldn't have called you. I should have just let him stay. They both kind of say, you know, if you hear anything, I'll tell you and vice versa. Yes. And uh, and that's the end of the episode. (laughs) So the only one with any forward trajectory coming out of this episode is Rob. Is that correct? Yeah. Rob has the most character development. Okay. I just like I finished watching this episode and I was like, had I accidentally skipped this, would I even know? You no, know? you like, wouldn't. I, I mean, you might come into the next episode and be like, who's this kid we're yeah. looking for? Yeah. Uh, I, I yeah. assume. But, it's uh, weird. But other than that, no, it was shenanigans yeah. and just, like, pointless. Well, you know, how normally it's, like, serious plot, light plot. It was like, okay, we have four light, stupid plots. Let's just put them all together, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was just like, you know, we're near the end of the season. What else is on our idea board yeah, that we have it? I know, I know. It's not that it was like, I don't know, like, I, it didn't, like, make me angry or something, but I just finished it and was kind of like, well, that was nothing, you know? Yeah, so, that's, that's exactly how I felt. I don't know. The uh, 90210 snap, Kendra? Um, I, I don't even, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, same. I guess I'll get it to when the police come to get the kid. Yeah, and the kid's, like, mad at Kelly. Sure, sure. I do yeah. feel like, I'm trying to think, like, we had the episode where Dylan was traveling back through his past lives, him and Kelly. Uh, so that was, like, sort of a flashback thing. And then we had The Time Has Come Today, which I liked and you didn't like, where the whole gang is, like, in the 60s. I think this is the worst of, like, the flashback episodes. And I feel... It was just, like, the flashbacks weren't... Like, we didn't need them. Right, exactly. Well, like, the flashback Time Has Come Today was kind of about Brenda making her choices and, like, being at peace with the way things were and stuff. Like, it actually did push the character forward. This, I don't know. Maybe it pushed Donna and David closer to the bedroom, if that's something you're rooting for. But it, <laughs> it just, it didn't do anything for the characters. It was just a place saver, you know? I, I hope they get married. I like. I hope they get married, I, I too. I hope, like, they, before they graduate college, yeah. just, like, elope they or just, something. They just get great. married. Yep. Yep. Maybe it'll happen. You never know. And police will be like, Grandma Martin. Yeah. How dare you? Okay. Well, Kendra, I don't know. That was an episode, technically. Uh, so, <laughs> We're being technical. So here we are. Uh, you can catch me every other week on This Endorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network, where we may or may not talk about an Ewok showing up on Ahsoka. Definitely talking about Ewok comics. What about you, Kendra? I'm Miss Musebox91 on Twitter. I have a podcast called 90s Music Got Me Life, where we talk 90s music That's right. sometimes. As long as you get one in this month, you're technically still okay. We're working on it. Okay. All right. <laughs> And yeah, that's it for me. Okay, well then you can join us next time for Season 7, Episode 23, Storm Warning. Ooh. I know too, here we go.